Welcome to NFT. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. Really excited to bring you this episode. I had the opportunity to speak to Adam from Proppy. Proppy made a lot of news after they sold a house with a digital proof of ownership as an NFT in Florida. Uh, the house the house sold for about six hundred and fifty thousand U.S. dollars, or two hundred and ten ETH, depending on how you want to look at it. And it had nearly 3,000 potential bidders. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the future of real estate and NFTs. How do they intersect? Um, and, and Adam's going to shine uh, a, a good spotlight on what Proppy is looking to do to further that conversation between real estate and NFTs. So uh, let's hear a word from our sponsors, VinaVest, and then we'll jump into this episode with Adam from Proppy. Fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation. The problem? Historically, it's been reserved for the ultra-wealthy. VinoVest is changing that. If you know me, you know I'm always looking for the next big player in the industry. I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying your investment portfolio. Wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years with 10.6% annualized returns, proving that the returns can be as robust as your favorite red. VinoVest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. You own the wines in your portfolio outright. You can buy, sell, and even drink them whenever you want. Go to zen.ai slash nfteach to receive two months of fee-free investing on VinoVest. Be sure to mention that NFTeach is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with VinoVest today. Joining me on the Aspen NFT guest line is none other than Adam Brown. He is the VP for Proppy. And we're going to get in, and he handles sales and broker relations, should be clear on the title, but we're going to get into Proppy today because part of the, the NFT promise is to try to like keep you abreast with what's going on with different ways that NFT technology can be leveraged and used. And so without further ado, Adam, welcome. How are you today? Good. It's Friday. How are you? <clears throat> Great. Very happy that it is Friday. Excited for the Batman movie tonight. Going to take the kids, <laughs> going to pile in the car and, and go see a movie. Um, so, yeah, let, let's just jump into it from the start. And I heard about uh, Proppy through a tweet that was going on about a Florida home that was sold as an NFT. So, yeah. you know, most people that listen to this are pretty knowledgeable about what basic NFT technology is. So I guess the question is, why is there an interesting opportunity at the intersection of real estate and NFTs? Yeah, no, it's, it's a fair it's a fair question, because if you look at the housing model today, overall, it's it's pretty good. You know, it's it's you know, it's it, it can be good compared to most other countries. However, our, our goal at Proppy and our, our CEO, Natalia, you know, her her mission has always been to kind of disintermediate or make home ownership, you know, smoother, easier, more transparent. And if you look at it at a macro kind of global level, there are real issues with those with those things. And even if you look at the the average transaction, I think in the U.S. is you know, around fifty five days, and it can be quite challenging. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to us. And so we're we're leveraging, you know, 
Web3 technology to kind of make that home buying process smoother, but also more transparent, better for the real estate agent, let them sell more houses easier, better for the homeowner, 100% transparency, uh, better for, you know, traditional markets, as well as, you know, when you NFT houses, you can basically kind of get into that DeFi market. So a, a lot of a lot of really, really good reasons. Um, I think you and I both agree and, you know, not all new technology should be applied to everything. We had talked about that a little bit. Yeah. And, and listen, that not every real estate transaction should be NFT, but for the most part, there's a really good use case on why it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and the, the promise of blockchain is that it's a trust object. It, it's it's sent. It's it's really created so that two parties can better trust each other. And, and you know, when I would give a talk on blockchain 101 to people, I would I would explain you know, the, the back end verification that happens when you buy something with your debit card and how one party is trying to make sure that the other party has the funds, the other party is trying to make sure that the other party actually purchased the item. And so there's this dance that happens and, and where blockchain gives you the verifiable manner and ver- verifiable structures to guarantee that these assets are on each end of the chain and allow you to operate quickly. So you know, you mentioned that 55 days, um, and as someone who's closed on a house before, I know it can be a long process. What, what like efficiencies does using the NFT in real estate create from a buyer's and from a seller's perspective? Yeah, it's a good question. It's kind of the number one question that we, we get asked. Um, there, there are several ways that it can be advantageous. One, from a sell side, I, I can kind of front load all of the work that goes into selling a house, i.e. in our NFTs, we put the CMA in there and we put the uh, appraisal, third-party verification of how much the house is worth in there. We put the inspection, a third-party inspection of you know what the house really is from a an expert's opinion from HVAC to roof and everything in between we put the the title liens and the debt release debt releases we 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 put the all the things that basically say to a potential buyer hey this house is owned free and clear and the boundaries and the plot and the land that says comes with it comes with it these are all verified by third-party companies whether it's title and escrow or traditional home inspectors but from a sell side i can kind of do that at my pace and then i can put mint the house as an nft i can put the house up for sale on let's just say june 1st and there's a very very high likelihood that at the end of the day on june 1st uh i have my funds that day whereas in a traditional model i might list it on june 1st and then i really don't know when i become liquid on my my equity or my uh, my value um, plus i don't know what that 45 to 55 to 65 day process looks like you know they hire their inspector that comes in and then they may want to renegotiate the sale. They might find some bumps and bruises um, once they kind of got into the house and looked around with their inspector. Or maybe their appraisal comes back. You know, right now, most appraisals, I should say most, but a lot of appraisals are coming back short of what a traditional lending institution will loan against. So if you look at it from a transparency perspective, from the buy side, before I make the offer on the house, I can get third-party verification of an appraisal. I can get a third-party verification of an inspection. I can get a third-party verification that this house is exactly what they say it is. I can also get a verified that it's owned free and clear and any liens against it are cleared up. So from both sides, and you mentioned something earlier that was really interesting, and I think you and I can probably nerd out about blockchain more than most people, but 
I read a long time ago, it's, it's, it's a trustless environment, which sounds negative. Like, a, I don't want to live in a trustless world. But you live in a world where it's so, it's so black and white, so binary on who owns what and when that trust is taken out of the equation. And I think trust, you know, kind of lends itself to emotion. And anytime you can get into a business deal where you can take emotions out of it and handle it really smoothly. And, and to me, you know, trustless in this situation is a positive thing, although it's an odd word to use. I think that's really, really helpful. And so from a buyer's perspective, I get to see exactly what the house is about. I see what appraisals for, inspection report. From a seller's perspective, I can front load those things. And then when I want to go to sell and, and, and sell it that day or whatever day I choose, I can do so. And, and I think I think the thing that we've all kind of learned through COVID or seen through the data is, you know, humans are tribal. There's no doubt about it. But we don't mind moving a little more nimbly and with a little more agility. And if you look at RV sales, state parks, the roof, everybody's kind of taking this time to say, hey, I don't need to go to the office. I want to travel around. I think home ownership has a little bit of that to it. We think that if we can make that smoother and a little bit easier, that people um, will move homes more often. And I think we will start to look at home ownership and the way that we do rental, where we can look at a finite date that we want to get out and move into something else. A really good example is if I was moving to Austin, Texas to, this summer with, with my kids. You know, I, I had to move kind of in the summer, right? So I would look for houses are coming to sales and FTs in that time frame. I could schedule my move. I could sell my house around that move. It allows things to be more finite in terms of um, time to move, which I think will be a big, big advantage down the road. Yeah, a couple things here that I think are really important. One, no one would ever move to Austin because this is an Aggie podcast exclusively. <laughs> and so they would only go to College Station if they were going to really co- relocate in the great state of Texas. But uh, but all kidding aside, so so let, just walk me through the process as a buyer. So let's say I'm a buyer and, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at a bunch of listings off of Realtor.com or in, in a variety of sources mm-hmm. and there's – one house that is, uh, you know, a proppy NFT based house. Like, how do you educate the real estate agents on the buy side to understand the the value add of having this house tokenized and and why it matters? Yeah, no, it's it's a good question. They're one point six four and change realtors. So there's one and a half million realtors. Um. A little over that and, and growing so that 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 is a that's a tough that's a tough road to hoax you're you're training 1.6 million different people on a topic that can be somewhat nuanced so i i think i think a couple things will help um when i think stable coins are tremendously helpful in terms of just how easy they are to explain to to both parties in terms of the stability and, and you know mitigating that volatility is I think a lot of home sellers and realtors or buyer, home buyers and realtors, that part makes them feel a little bit easier. A lot of it's going to be training. I think a lot of it's going to be having a platform like Proppy.com where all future real estate NFTs will will sit. And then, you know, we have a pretty good presence within industry trying to get better at that. But also we have a pretty good platform. I think part of that will go to, I think, buyers and sellers will all self-select a bit so if you're in is it mechanicsburg is that where texas a&m is at 
College Station. College Station. That's right. I'll, I'll afford the, uh, the the lack of knowing what great town Texas A and M resides in. That's okay. College Go Station, ahead. the home of the twelfth man. That's um, right. College Station. So if you were in College Station, you're looking for a buyer. You might lean towards a crypto certified buyer or some sort of buyer that has a. And realtors have many designations and and such. So you might lean towards one who is crypto enabled, who who has that mindset. I think that will grow. Um, I think there is a common misconception that crypto is for young people. I don't think that's the case. I think it's for it's maturing the, for sure. It's the intellectually curious, and I also think wealthy people have a they seem to figure it out pretty quickly. Um, so I think they will self-select realtors that fit that mindset, and then having it on one platform like Proppy and and getting that message out there will help certainly to get those buyers and sellers connected. Other question I have for you is, can I, as a buyer, utilize crypto to actually purchase a house? Is that, one, legal, and two, is that something that Proppy is seeking to at some point enable, or are they currently enabling people to do that? Yeah, it's it's state by state, but yes, you can you can use crypto assets to buy homes. Again, the stablecoin, I think, is going to be big, big for that process, and we have helped with several transactions. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. That doesn't happen as often as you would think. I think a lot of really smart crypto holders hold on to their money and leverage against it. The DeFi institutions have really figured out um, how to how to do a really good job of lending against crypto, and we've got some partners that we help uh, crypto holders leverage that. And and the and the traditional money is is relatively inexpensive. If I can stake my ETH and make you know between five and eight percent, whatever it is, but I can go out and get a traditional loan for, you know, three and a half, four percent, that makes pretty good sense to me. And then and most people who hold crypto also think that on the long term macro perspective, it's probably something we should hold on to. And I think most of us would agree with that. Um, and so and then then you, you know, by not selling your crypto, you can also avoid some, you know, taxes on capital gains or things. You, you will pay them eventually. I'm not saying you won't, but I think there are a lot of smart ways you can leverage crypto. Uh, so we do help buyers and sellers with that every day. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, we have a lot of people curious about how to use it. But we also see a tremendous amount of people leveraging crypto holdings in a traditional format, which I think if you look at the NFT of real estate and if you look at the DeFi market, I really think there's a lot of a lot of excitement around that. And, um, you know, I, I think that could be really, really big. 100%. So we talked about the buyer side of the of the deal. Can we talk about the seller side? So, sure. what you know, are you finding that there are just crypto native people who instantly get this? And, and maybe do you have any experiences of people that when you've broken it down to them, like the light bulb clicks on and suddenly, you know, I, I talk often that like for kids, when you explain play to earn gaming to them, the context of play to earn gaming, they understand NFTs really quickly. Like it, it, <laughs> that context makes it make a lot of sense. So I'm just wondering if you've seen experiences where you've you've sort of demystified NFTs by showing them, you know, what you're doing with Proppy. And it, it sort of turns the light bulb on for them. Yeah, you know, I, I think NFTs are, are really interesting. I think there's out of all, if you if you put crypto and blockchain and NFT kind of as their own entities, I think NFT is the one that has the most confusion, the one that I feel like is the most misconstrued in terms of what it really is. We, we've had over a thousand homeowners apply to NFT their house. 
we're pretty stringent on some things that go with that. One of the one of our caveats is the home has to be owned free and clear. And so that eliminates a large portion of that. And so when we do talk to a seller about the NFT process, there are there is tremendous interest, but it's uh, putting it through the platform that that we're kind of doing that now. We're going to have between 10 and 20 NFT uh, in April. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. Um, it's but it's but it's a culmination of, of, of a lot of things. One, you have to kind of walk the seller through why it makes sense. But most of them reach out to us. They're pretty crypto uh, friendly, blockchain friendly, walking their real estate agent broker through there, why it makes sense, not only for the homeowner, but for the potential buyer and also for the, the realtor themselves. And then, you know, open that up to a market of people who are savvy enough to buy through, you know, a, a, a stable coin. So you have to kind of walk all the parties through that. It, it, listen, we're still very, very early in it. The first one ever in the U.S. was, was done by us uh, three weeks ago. First one ever was done um, through us uh, in Europe um, a little over a year ago. So we're still very, very early in the process. Um, you know, municipalities, i.e., let's take College Station. You know, I'm sure there's a, a recorder's office and there's a, a local county inspector who might be involved. And so we're still trying to get the municipalities on board and kind of evolving as they, uh, at the speed they move sometimes. Makes sense. And, you know, I... I know it's very clearly written on the property website that this is not fractional ownership of a home. You know, you're not you're not tokenizing the home in this DAO structure where everyone has a share of it. And I would just be curious to sort of ascertain where where do you see a space for fractional ownership of real estate through through NFTs? And I'm I'm not asking you to speak on behalf of property because that's not what you do. Right. I'm just curious if, if, if you see potential opportunities within that idea, uh, it, it sounds pretty messy to me, but we've seen a lot of things be fractionalized, whether it's 78 board apes or it's someone trying to buy the constitution. Uh, so I'd just be interested to see your take on that. Yeah, you know, the, the fractionalization of, of real estate, it gets into a kind of an interesting area with the SEC. And they they start to consider some of those things investment. That we've seen some things loosen up with that. They've had some regulations come out that are a little more um, loose as it relates to that. There there are some companies out there that do a really good job of fractional ownership. There's a company out there now that you can buy fifty dollars of a rental house, and it's basically kind of it's a custodial group, but they they act in the premise of a DAO. It's built on the Algorand network and they do a really good job with that. Um, so th there are companies out there that, that do that, H how they mitigate SEC implications. I I'm not hundred percent sure. I, th I wouldn't ask you to speak on that anyways. <laughs> you, you wouldn't want my answer. I'm, I am definitely not a lawyer. Um, so we, there, it is interesting. If you look at the commercial aspect of real estate, the tokenization of commercial estate, the real estate has been done for a long, long time and they, they do it quite well. We, we are quite pleased with the ability to kind of do our own uh, CYA um, on our platform to do the traditional NFT one ownership very smoothly. Um, and there are, you know, there, there'll be almost 6 million homes sold this year. So we've got plenty of market share to go after with the traditional NFT. We do get a tremendous amount of people who are interested in the tokenization of real estate and as real estate prices soar, which they are right now. Um, I do think that will be really interesting. I also think on a global level and, you know, 
you know, Natalia, our, our CEO, is lived all over the globe, and she's, you know, she's playing chess while we're playing checkers. But she often looks at things from a global perspective, which I think sometimes here in the states we don't do a good job of because we just assume everyone's view is kind of like ours. But if you look at the NFT in real estate, especially in some developing countries or countries where you know, home ownership is much more challenging or home ownership is much more volatile. I, I think I read a stat the other day, there's over $7 trillion of land in the world that has no rightful owners documented. And so if you look at kind of what we're doing here in the U.S., I think as you apply it across the country, which is probably the same for crypto and blockchain, there's a really wide audience on a global scale. And so our, our goal is to, you know, do a really good job here, but also be able to help home ownership in, in developing countries as well. Yeah, uh, I, I just moved back from being in Dubai uh, for six years. And in your point around the global perspective on how you, when you live in the U.S. forever or for a significant period of time, uh, it's so big and it's so well established that you sort of like get in a bubble where you forget yeah. that there's a world outside of the, I mean, you can drive for what, how many hours to go East coast to West coast uh, and still be in the United States where I could literally drive 45 minutes in one direction and be in another country in certain parts of, of the UAE. So I definitely think that's true. And I, I would love to learn more about how NFT technology meets at the intersection of real estate uh, in developing countries. And that may be an Italia conversation to schedule for another time, because I, I would be really interested to talk about that. Uh, but listen, Adam, I want to thank you for coming on. We're, we're right at the at the, the 20 minute mark, and I want to be really respectful of your time. If people want to learn more about Proppy, uh, what should they do? Proppy.com. Follow us on Twitter, Discord, uh, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all the socials. Our marketing team does a really good job there. Um, LinkedIn, they can find Adam Brown on LinkedIn very easily if they have questions about it. But Proppy.com will be the uh, the best place to go. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, being willing to come on uh, and just glad that you're not moving to Austin. I'm glad that was just <laughs> a random city name and we can keep you safe and you can actually watch some good football if you don't move there too. So that's, that's great. Uh, but really appreciate you coming on, Adam. Thanks so much. Hey, it flew by. Thank you. Appreciate it. I want to thank my guest, Adam from Proppy. Thank you so much for joining and thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you haven't joined the Aspen Discord yet, now is your time. Go to my Twitter profile at jwilliamsnft and click on the Discord link. We're going to have a 0.25 ETH giveaway again this week. So get in while the getting's good. Uh, thanks so much for checking it out, and we'll be back with more episodes of NFT this week. I'm speaking to Top Shot Squicky tomorrow, and going to be bringing you a ton of episodes plus the latest Aspen Scam Busters this week. So for now, it's Dr. Jeremy signing off saying take care of yourselves and each other. Peace. <laughs>